When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Nearly a cough in the intro there. Caught myself. Strength of vocal cord. I'm Jeff, that's Tom, Director Matthew in the house. On Twitter, it's at Jay Cameron Show, and away we go. Update from Augusta National. If you don't want to know, turn your radio down or your computer or your phone or however it is that you're listening to the JCS Appreciate you doing so, by the way. Very much. Very much so. Uh, Scott Stallings, your leader in the clubhouse. <laughs> that is true. That is true. At two under. Uh, we've got seven under for Victor Hovland, who's finding his way around Augusta National with the greatest of ease. That's through 13. Man. Shane Lowry uh, is off to a great start today at three under through 16. If Shane Lowry, I will say this now, is anywhere near the lead and in inclement weather is going to be the way of the day over the next three, Shane is a real contender to win the whole thing. He loves it. Rainy, cold, windy, bring it on, let's go. And for that reason, I was very tempted in our pool to take him because he'll play that way here and at the British. So you'd have him at least, Tom, for two of the four majors that you'd feel pretty good about because they always have, usually, inclement weather in the British Open. He won it in Northern Ireland. That was his previous major, and that was a who's who in the leaderboard that he fought off. Yeah, I watched that guy on the 18th hole Saturday at Whistling Straits drive it into the bunker on 18, which you can't do. I mean, it's just you're dead. It's a bogey. Everybody else is playing the whole standard. They got bids at birdies, and he has to pitch out, sticks it to 20 feet. I mean, not a not the greatest approach shot. And makes the putt. Makes the putt to have the hole. I mean, just. Yeah, he's got a pair. As he's tough solid. as it gets. Yeah, yeah, he's he's good. Xander Schauffele playing well, minus three through thirteen. John Rom minus three through twelve. Brooks Kepka is at three under as well through seven. Uh, and how about the amateur Sam Bennett from Texas A and M? 
at minus three through two. Wow. Okay. Get off to a start, my man. Uh, it's all downhill from here, Sam. You see the story on Sam Bennett? Oh, he's a player. I'm just no, saying. No, did you see the story on him, though? No. They did a good one. Uh, I, it clarified something for me. I've seen Sam Bennett, you know, because he's, he's a great amateur and a really good college golfer. And two times that I watched Sam Bennett play, I was just watching TV and he came on. I was like, what is going on with his forearm? I'm glad I didn't say anything crazy. So it looks like a child's writing on his forearm. I mean this. You, you guys will see this and you'll wonder, especially if he continues to play well. You'll see, like, script on his arm. It looked like, at the first time I saw it, it looked like he was writing himself notes, you know? But I'm, you're allowed to carry a pad. I was like, well, just put it on the pad. You don't need it. But, you know, so it's kind of, you know, misshapen as kids, right? Turns out it was the last bit of advice that his dad ever gave him when he had Alzheimer's, and he wrote it out and had a hard time writing the letters. And so after he passed away, while Sam was still in college, Sam had that note tattooed on his forearm with the date. Yeah, oh, it's... Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I watched that story this morning at uh, 6 a.m. alone. Thanks, Rinaldi. It was, oh, dude, it's tough. It's tough. But for anybody, I thought about this today. This is is my good deed. If you were just sitting there watching, you'd be like, what the hell is on his forearm? That looks ridiculous. Well, now you won't do that. Now you you will not do that. Now you'll see it, and you get a little choked up because it's beautiful. That piece, if you get a chance to watch it, is also nice. Um, So there's there's Sam Bennett, Bennett, Tibbet. So he chipped in on two. They're showing it on delay. But that's how he eagled to be beyond at three under through two holes. A little pitch in. You know what doesn't surprise me is take a look at this leaderboard, and we'll move on to football here in a second. We're going to go watch the team practice today at Doe Campbell Stadium, which yes, I think will be a lot like, in my mind, it's going to be a lot like a, a, a game, a scrimmage-type thing. So I'm looking forward to it. But one thing – does seem to be true about Augusta. You can, it's a veritable who's who a lot of times in this first round where you're just looking around going, now there's always an outlier because that's true of any tournament where you look up, you're like, who the hell is Willie's Jones out here throwing up a seven under? He won't be there on Sunday. But for the most part, I'm just going to give you names that sit in the top 15 and you're going to go, yep, yep, makes sense. Yep, yep, yep. Here you go. Justin Rose, Jason Day, Zach Johnson, Gary Woodland, Cam Smith, Justin Thomas, Patrick Cantlay, Freddie Couples, Scotty Scheffler, Hideki Matsuyama, Adam Scott, Cam Young, Scott, well, not Scott Stone, John Rom, Xander Shoffley, Shane Lowry, Brooks Kepka, Victor Hovland. I skipped over some non, you know, huge guys, but a lot of those guys are top 50 guys in the world, so it's not... You know. Give me that leaderboard on Sunday and don't let Victor run away with it. Let's let's keep that he, within touch here. Well, Brooks is three shots back of Victor, so here you go. That is correct. Be interesting to see uh, what, what happens with this weather because that is going to affect this tournament greatly. If Brooks is on his game, too, he takes advantage of 13 and 15 routinely. So to get through the tougher of the nines at four under, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, so here here we are. We will watch. We will update. As for what we want to see today, go ahead. Did you read the piece in the Washington Post about uh, Harold Varner the third HV three? I couldn't believe what he said. Now, do you know that that those contracts are written in such a way 
that if you say something disparaging mm-hmm. about the Live Tour, its players, or Wonder. any, yeah, well, first of all, it's very, very risky. <laughs> it's like stealing a loaf of bread <laughs> over there. Very, very risky. Uh, but secondly, they can, and this is the part of the contract that when I read this, I thought, oh, well, you may have a problem on your hands here, Harold. Uh, they can boot you from the league and ask you to repay the monies oh. by which you have been given up to this point, and that is in the contract. So if they kick you out because you say something, that's before cause, with cause, right? Mm-hmm. Certainly that is a disparaging remark. It's not uh, a buyout situation. It's you got to pay it back. You got to pay it back. Oh, boy. So let's just say they gave Dustin Johnson, we know in the neighborhood of $200, $250 million. And Dustin were to speak the truth about that situation, like so many of them have and put their foot in their mouth, where they admit that, you know, they're playing for a murderous regime. And they say that. Obviously, they can be booted from that league. Imagine going to Dustin and saying, you got to give us back $100 million. You think Dustin's been responsible with that money? I mean, you think it's just laying around where he's like, okay, I will. It's like a divorce without the married part. Because there are a lot of players, Brooks being one of them, who have intimated they have regrets, that they wish they hadn't done it, that now that they're healthy or circumstances have changed or their eyes have been opened or whatever it might be, they wish they could get out of it. They've all, I mean, I say they all, several of the players have that have gone to live. But they have to be very careful how they express that. And if that clause was not in those contracts, it would be the easiest thing in the world. You would just walk in. If they could just boot you out for saying something disparaging, everybody would if they were unhappy. You'd just be like, you know what? I hate it here. This sucks. This is not what I signed up for. I don't like it. Okay, well, you're booting me out. What a shame. In short, Harold Varner said, for those that don't know. Oh, yeah, you should read it. It's good. It's all BS, uh, the talking points about growing the game. Oh, of course. It's all BS. And it's about the the effing money. Which I found refreshing. He's oh, like, look, exactly. my family comes from nothing. We're dirt poor. Yes, I wanted to make generational wealth that I, I wouldn't had... be able to make on the PGA Tour because I'm not – well, he didn't say this part because I'm not good enough. Right. I had sugar and mayonnaise sandwiches when I was through high school because we didn't have enough food. Right. So – I could set up my he, kids and my kids' kids my kids' kids' kids. By the way, he was the it. only one when he did go to have the guts to say what it was. Yeah. He was the only one. He sat right there, looked it right in the camera, and was like, man, I've been poor my whole life. I'm changing my whole family's life. I'm taking the money. Okay. I don't like the decision, but thank you for being honest. Standing up there with Ian Poulter and others, like, oh, well, we're growing the game. You're not growing a damn thing. Get that. Ridiculous. So that's where we're at. That's the leaderboard. Now, what do we want to see? Well, you think we get a lot of Jordan Travis today or no? Yes. I do, too. Yes. I think you get a, a – Well, I say a lot. I think the – Three the, series, three drives? I think the representative amount of the ones. I, I think he gets time with the ones today. This is just a, it's a guess. I will say, though, in reading the practice observations, and perhaps you'd like to comment on this, one thing I'd like to see are clean snaps from the center position today. So one of the things – yeah, I agree. Because they're working a lot of guys out there. You have to, though. You really do. And – it's not like we're giving away trade secrets here about the practices that they'd be mad about. This has been talked about, written up, answered. Cross-training? It's spring. Spring is for cross-training. what you do. So they're trying to get somebody 
besides Maurice, ready to play football this season at center. And I, I you know, that's a, there's a competition. There's a real competition there. M- Maurice plays above his, his weight, he punches above his weight. He really does. Because he's not the requisite size of a center. He's technically sound, he's got good feet, and he's tough. And those were all big-time compliments for that young man. But he is not the size and the weight you would want your center to be. And I think that if you have visions of competing for championships, then you'd like to see somebody really push him. Frankly, if they were being honest, I don't know that they would say this. I don't think Alex would. But I think they wish that Roddick would beat him out. Well, they already have said, and Roddick has gone on record saying that they wanted him to work extensively at center when he first got here. So, I mean, that's whether that's for a depth reason or because they wanted to have a replacement with a larger body type, you could be the judge. Mm -hmm. But they have said that that's their goal. We already know that Darius has worked there for the last 15 years as he's been on this roster all over the place. He's a Swiss Army knife. But snapping the ball is an issue unless your name is David Stickle right now. That's a walk-on. So they've got to get more people. It it sounds so easy, but it's not. they got to get more people who can snap the ball efficiently, and that would short-circuit the enjoyment today in the stadium if we don't get that basic thing. If they're going to go game-like, if they're going to do what what we think they're going to do, which is an hour and a half of a game-like situation in Doak, you got to be able to snap the damn football, please. 100% 100% agree. I, I think they would like somebody to beat Maurice out. My opinion, they have not intimated that. I just think that they would. They are, you know, obviously when you get 12 guys competing for five spots, you want your best five out there and you cross-train them all in the hopes that you can, you know, maneuver and manipulate if you have to any given weekend. That is a place where attrition is common and you lose guys over the course of a long season in the trenches and you need to have not only an ample supply of uh, those kinds of players, but you also need guys that can be versatile. And I think you'll see a lot of guys we already have working in at guard and tackle. And I think that's probably true of about three players at least at center. We just named three. I would think that they may even grab a fourth. So that will be interesting to see. Uh, I, I wonder, too, we're moving rather rapidly towards the end of spring. And what comes with that is a thought that, okay, now we reevaluate. Spring ended. What do we think? Well, we feel really good, okay? We feel really good about this, 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 and this. True. What don't we feel really good about? Because we can address it in the portal. And I think pretty soon, we're, these, this is how the conversation is going to shift. You're going to say, okay, we're, we're loaded here. We're, we're, we're all set there. If you could go get this. Would you go do it? Could you go do it? Will we see them do it? And I think we'll be saying yes about linebacker, probably. I wonder if we're going to say it about corner, receiver. That's defensive end? Safety. You think you see it at safety? Well, Adam Fuller's been aggressive in his language about the safeties. So I wouldn't be stunned if... it's just watch the offers. Watch where the offers go when this is all said and done. Mm-hmm. And you got to also look for the outflow. you got to be prepared for guys in the camp of hurt feelings, as you've called it, to have their feelings hurt and to move on. And that might create a new need that we do not anticipate 
at a certain position. So you got to, as much as they have maybe too many guys already on the roster mm-hmm. and they need to have a purge, if you lost two players at a position like offensive line, then you might have to go dip back in and go get another offensive lineman just for depth purposes. Uh, you know, I don't know that that specific example is going to come to be, but that's the thing. You've got to be nimble there. To me, defensive end is not a bad candidate. I know you talked about it on Monday in the interview with Ira. I think Kentron actually has a chance to be the number two receiver. I've been impressed with him consistently. It looks like his body control is at a really high level. He doesn't look overwhelmed or out of place. He's not getting screamed at for running the wrong route or having poor depth or technique or consistency. I think Kentron's got a chance to be the number two until Michael Pittman comes back and is healthy. So I don't know that we need to dip into the portal for a receiver per se, especially with Dre Jacobs on the way too. If you have Johnny and Cantron, Darion Williamson will be thrown into the mix consistently. A guy like Winston right over the middle. Ja'Kai Douglas is another gadget type receiver, but very valuable. I think you've got enough there. You, I don't know that you need to go get another one. If you had a difference maker, a, a guaranteed game changer that was out there that was high profile could really play like a return punts too well that's the big part of this actually with Micah being down and they've had a host of people back there and I'll be honest with you none of it feels real good does it I mean you don't you don't like anything back there so far that we've seen on punt returns so they may have to go get a versatile receiver who's exceptionally good at returning punts they may have to I would think defensive end maybe is a candidate as well. You already brought one in, but you lost one. It yeah. was just a swap. You'd never have too many of those two. You got four. You love two. You like a third. You know, you, you know, you could probably need a probably use another one. I just thought it curious that they said from the outset at spring that Dennis Briggs was be would be a defensive tackle. I just you know, I would have thought given that even with McClendon on the roster at the time. He might be better suited to be a full-time end that could be an edge setter for you. I don't know. Just That was a curious decision to me. Obviously, they see him a hell of a lot more, and they know what they're doing. Yeah. But now it rears its head a little bit more. Do you move Dennis back to fortify the depth there? I think Briggs will be inside. I do. Um, there'll, be, there'll be formations so where they can loaded. use it. Yeah. You know, they're so loaded there. I know. He's, a, he's an interesting... He's an interesting player because I think he actually has a chance to have a big year because I don't think he was healthy last year at all. So I'm really hoping that we see that out of him because he was he was projecting very nicely at the time of his injury. And I know that Adam Fuller's talked about multiple defensive tackle fronts, and so maybe that's an opportunity for him. But if you just look at the depth chart, and let's say that two are going to be out there most of the time, are you going to play Briggs over... Daryl Jackson, Fabian Lovett, Josh Farmer. I mean, uh, down in distance, but you can rotate in all those guys, and you know, I mean, I get that we like the the rotation there, but at just you know, Braden Fisk. I mean, at, at some point, when are you going to get the most out of this guy, or where could you get the most out of this guy? If we have a need for a physical edge setter at end, that might be the place in the home for him. Yeah, not not. Yeah, probably not a bad idea. I, I'm for that reason. I'm really excited uh, for for spring to end. I don't know that we're going to learn anything more than we've already learned, you know, uh, up to this point. Unless somebody really emerges today, and then we get back next week, and they continue the trend of whatever happens out here this afternoon at Doak. You know, if you get good safety play today from Shaheen Brown, 
And then Tuesday we come back and there's the practice and he kicks ass again. You're like, okay, the light bulb's gone off. He was called out by the coach. And, you know, now we're seeing, or Akeem Dent, either one. I don't know who he was talking to. I think he was probably talking to both of them. Yeah, Akeem, from what I saw, dropped a couple of, well, one specifically. Look, he's just never caught the ball real well. Yeah. When he has opportunities, he drops it a lot. They had two picks on Tuesday, Tom, um, that were deflections, and they were they were really nice interceptions because they were difficult. They, were, they weren't the kind of deflections that just went straight up and hung in the air forever. They were rocketed off of fingertips and came straight back, and the guys got their hands up and made plays. Jaron Jones made one of those plays. So that that was a good sign, too. Um, you know, I know they're trying to be intentional about it, but we had the conversation already on the show about how much can you really do. I think they're okay at corner. I, I think that's a luxury and not a need unless you lose somebody. But Greedy Vance, I think, has been one of the most consistent defensive backs in spring yeah, camp. he's a better player than I gave him credit for. Same here. Just, you know, when he was getting his feet underneath him here at Florida State, all he would do is grab you. So I thought that meant he had no speed or whatever, but... The back half of last season was impressive, and he's continued that momentum. Renardo is solid wherever you need him to I be. I like Renardo's just real, he's a good player. Yeah. And then Fentrell has gotten better as camp has gone on, I think. He's gotten better as camp has gone on. It, does that mean that it's a solid issue and he's locked down and he's going to be first team all ACC? I don't, no. I'm not ready to say that yet, but he's gotten better. So if you have those three guys, Jerrion has not been bad this camp. And Azarie's come on a little bit late as well, of late. Yeah, you should have enough, especially with Knowles coming back from injury in the fall. I, I just keep doing the thing with the the standard that we talked about. It feels a lot like settling in some of those areas. It feels a lot like they're adequate. Well, but it you, doesn't feel a lot like there's a difference maker in that group. But right you, now, I I agree. There's nobody that you know they would put on the graphic uh, when you know the ball is snapped. All right, first play's over. Who are the key playmakers for both teams? You, I don't think you're going to list a corner for Florida State. You're not. You're not. And you haven't You haven't basically for since Jalen left. But if you only can grab, because of roster limitations, two or three guys in the portal as corner, the first place you'd go. Like, that's the question. At what point would corner make the list? Two, three, I really need four to, spots? It's the caliber of the player that's in the portal. It's it, It's... I mean, are you telling me I've got a crack at a five-star wide receiver who I know is plug-and-play and will make a difference? Then I'm going there. If you give me a lockdown projected to go number one in the draft or top, you know, first round in the draft corner, I'm going there. You know, I, so it really is about the caliber of the player. Marcus asked a question. We'll answer it in just a second. Uh, he did ask, per the J-Trav conversation the other day, what player have you been the most wrong about, bad to good or good to bad? And who has tough love Cameron helped the most across all sports? Tom, you'll have to guess on that one. You, you got a guy on that that you think I've helped the most? Ooh, I think I need a commercial we need a second break to, to think, think about, about it. Yeah, Jeff Cameron, show ninety three three Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. Passion, drive, and patience—the formula for winning championships—is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply 
What's up, guys? Our next partner that you're going to hear from is Athletic Greens. You've heard me talk about Athletic Greens in the past. Happy to talk about them again. I take Athletic Greens every day, and I gave them a try because certainly I wanted more energy, sustained energy. I wanted to support my immune system. I don't like taking pills and vitamins per se, and I wanted something that tasted good too. And the first time I tried it, I was very surprised. Uh, it had an appreciable effect on my energy levels. And also, uh, over time, you'll note that it uh, it helps your skin, your hair, your nails. I don't have a lot of hair, but if I did, I bet I could feel that. I bet I could tell. It's a comprehensive health uh, habit, and uh, it is a, a powerful one at that. AG1 is great for recovery. Uh, that's Athletic Greens. And uh, I, I take mine basically when I wake up every morning. I don't have to worry about it because you get all the nutrients that you want. It's the best way to ensure that you're going to get all of your vitamins. It's a carbon-neutral business, by the way, if that's important to you. It is to a lot of people, and that's good to know as well. I would also note that uh, it is a comprehensive solution to what you need from a supplement routine. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs right now with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Helps me out, guys, if you use that. Not financially, but it lets them know that you heard this ad on my show. And I do take it, and I am vouching for them because I enjoy their product. It's athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Check it out. I think you'll note the difference in your life with a simple drink each and every morning to start your day. Athleticgreens.com slash JCS. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Uh... The tough love camera try to help out Bud Thacker at all. No, I didn't feel like there was much I could do for old Bud. He was steady bench pressing, but not dominating on the football field. Um, tough love. I, you know, well, what I was to answer Marcus's credit question, I should say, I was really wrong about Xavier Lee. I thought Xavier Lee, and I said as much, was one of the most talented players I'd ever seen. He had the kind of arm talent that coaches salivate over. Physically, he was very gifted in so many ways. And I thought he was going to be a star. And it turned out, I don't think, that he liked football very much. That's a, that's a problem as a football player. And so it showed. And he didn't get better. And uh, he was not the star I projected him to be, which is a shame because I really felt like he had all of the tools. He could make every throw. He was a great athlete, big, strong kid, could move. But, uh, yeah, that's my answer. I was wrong about that. I think Tough Love did some great work, even though it was never a settled issue. Tough Love did some great work with MJ Walker. You know, I was going to say MJ Walker. I did. Yeah, solid work. I was on MJ from the get-go. He had the loser's limp. Yes, you were. 
And my man would miss a shot. Then, oh, my ankle. He'd go through a tough stretch of one for six. And then, oh, I'm hurt. I'm going to miss the game. Drove me nuts. And then he got a little bit tougher. Still usually faked an injury somewhere in the course of a game or most every game. Yeah. But then came back quicker, too. Came back quicker than he got a little bit. Got a little bit better about getting back out there. Tiger is scratching and clawing, pun intended. He's on the 15th. They just made a bomb for birdie. Nice. He's a two over, so he's just he's holding. Braveheart hold. Hold. It's two over. Two over. Nine shots back. Is that what that is? That is, but the bleeding has stopped, maybe. 16, he likes that hole. He's done a couple of things on the 16th at Augusta. Bunch of guys four under. Uh, Xander's just moved to five under. Okay. So much for me. God, I didn't think Shoffley was going to be playing this well, but he is. Uh, Shoffley's at five under. John Rahm's at four under. Brooks Kepka's at four under. Shane Lowry's at three under. And they're all chasing Victor Hovland, who is seven under through 15. And had a disappointing par on the 15th. Uh, it's his first quote-unquote bogey of the day, if you will. Aforementioned Sam Bennett, the amateur. Still three under through three, but doesn't he have a look at uh, Bird here? Very good one on number okay. four. Probably right. about six and a half, seven feet. Good story, man. I like to see it. It'll be a little slider from his left to his right. I like to see it. Did your boy uh, Gary Woodland throw in a ace yet? <laughs> <laughs> if he does, if he does. We'll hear about it. Oh, we will get uh, some fine single malt, you and I. That sounds I'll good take to me. Out. It'll, we'll toast to Gary Woodland. Let's go, Gary. Plus, we like Gary. I like Gary. I do um, too. No, there's a lot to like about Gary. He's a nice guy. Really nice guy. His U.S. Open at Pebble was cool. historic. Yeah. It was a two-man field, think, and he hit the wedge on 17 green. Remember that? Yeah, it was incredible. And then he decided to take three years off of just kind of walking around, playing, not playing real real good golf. He's like, I did it. I did all I needed to but do. But he won't be the same as a Sean McKeel as a one-time <laughs> major winner if he does nothing else. He's not that. He's a much better player than a Sean McKeel. Yeah, he should be winning. Oh, he's got game. He's an elite athlete. Uh, there, there really isn't. He just, I think he let his middle guard down after that major. It'll happen. I do. Um, so, yeah, those are the answers for you, by the way. MJ, MJ Walker is who I was telling you about. Always, uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, Tom's right on that. Tough Love Cameron did some work for MJ. I think the most wrong I've ever been in general might be uh, Vernon Hargraves. You mean to in the your Bucks. in your life? No, in sports. <laughs> Vernon Hargraves to the Bucks in the first round. I was all about that. I thought that was a great pick. We both kind of screwed that up. I I was okay with it. You loved it. We were both wrong. Mario got it right on that one. And then with respect at Florida State, I think uh, many might remember this one. But Jordan Young, respect my man. Oh man, you were sure. Even in the face of overwhelming evidence, he like, had it. Like years went by. He had it. Was here we were, like three years into his career. I'm like Tom, it ain't happening. Oh, this, I, it, it could happen. He's, I mean, he's gonna have them. Yeah, hang in there, Jordan. Yeah. I'm still waiting for an NFL Sunday where I uh, hear Scott Hans say, "That's Jordan Young. They signed him off the practice squad this week." Um, yeah, he was terrible, and uh, yeah, he, yeah, it didn't work out. <laughs> I can still remember uh, watching Hargraves probably in year two coming in with, with that sinking feeling when you're like, yeah, it's not getting better. Uh, this isn't, 
this ain't gonna work. He's kind of he's kind of awful. <laughs> we got a problem here. Dude is still in the league though. He's bounced around That's everywhere. Right. He keeps getting starts. Wasn't a total draft bust because he's still playing. He's in the league and it's been a, like a, it's been a minute. Thought he'd be good though. Yeah, we thought he was going to be legit good. Who's an underrated guy? Now, listen, we've had this discussion all day about players and what we're going to be looking for at today's uh, uh, scrimmage. Is, is there a guy that we're not talking about? Quote-unquote scrimmage, just in case. Well, yeah, it may not be at all. It could be a walkthrough, and we'll be like, <laughs> damn it, man. Special teams for an hour and a half. Plot twist. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Who would I nominate as a player we're not talking about, but I think will have a big impact or have a impact this year. I guess, you know, to, to some extent it, it could be any, you got a huge room of running backs. It could be one of the guys that yeah. we don't mention offhand. No, it wouldn't stun me if like in a key game, you know, CJ Campbell had 70 all purpose yards and a touchdown out of nowhere. He's yeah. Like, Cause oh he's a good player. Yeah, yeah. Cause he's a good player. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't be stunned by that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I believe that. I believe one of those running backs might end up being a, a, a player. That, not one of the ones we're talking about. Though. I circle back to this guy a lot, but Ja'Kai, again, because you can isolate him in a matchup. Florida State has more legitimate receivers now that you could get him on the fourth best defensive back, and he'll make that guy look silly. The only time Greedy Vance has looked bad, at least that I've to the practices I've been to, is when Ja'Kai lines up one-on-one -on -one with him because that guy is just so It's weak. a matchup problem. It, he's a hard dude to cover. And now he doesn't have to be your ace in the hole no. like he was on the drive <laughs> no. against Miami in the 4th and 14. That whole drive is set up by a wheel for Ja'Kai. That's the play that sets up. And he almost drops it. When you go back and watch it, that, you're like, oh, little, my man. Little bobble ski. Yeah. That's all right. But he caught it. Parchment makes the catch that we all remember, but it was the, the whole thing that got the stadium going was Ja'Kai. And if he's, again, isolated, especially with these tight ends that are now part of the, the target package, if you will, if he's going against the fifth best defender, he could be somebody who racks up a lot of easy, cheap yardage. Do you think, I mean, I, would this qualify? Because we've all been talking about him since he's, I mean, since the first day we saw practice and he was making plays. Um, but do you think Vendravius Jacobs is the answer? Or is he now too much of a known commodity? It's. He might be too much of a known commodity, yeah. at least in the media. Circles. Think about how that, that. Think about what that means. Like how far he's come already. It's a spring. It's his yeah. first ever spring. He's never played in a college football game, and we're like, ah, foregone conclusion. He's good. I mean, that's kind of ridiculous. The question is, do you trust him? Fourth and got to have it, and he's the one who breaks and he's open. The ball's uh, coming his I, way. Do you trust him? He doesn't have the drops. I yeah. mean, my man yeah. makes catches every day in practice. Like I call it out when I see it. I talked about Johnny Wilson dropping passes. Over and over again, before he ever played, I was like, he has a problem catching the football. We saw it at practice. It would piss me off. I'd watch it be like, man, this is going to be an issue. And we all got into arguments about that. Now, the good news was that that's true, but he overcomes it because he makes really difficult catches, and he is a matchup nightmare, and there are problems for defenses when he's out there. So, you know, he overcomes it. I would like to see him catch the routine pass because then he could be a high draft pick, and we would be even better. So maybe this year he does that because he does everything else really well. He blocks exceptionally well. He's a committed teammate and a hard worker. He's, he doesn't miss practice. He's all these things that I like. But, you know, he drops routine passes. But so far, I've not seen uh, all day Dre dropping anything. He catches pretty much everything.
Kaziah Holmes is the answer at running back for the surprise, maybe, if you want to say he's a surprise, because he's a redshirt junior, but he's a transfer. A lot of coverage about him early in camp and a lot of questions about him consistently. So he's not flying under the radar in the fan base. I think we just do such a good job at WarChant.com <laughs> of covering all players that you know we know all of their stories. I was trying to think of you know, maybe the backup safeties with Omarion and Travis J, and it's like, no, we've covered that too. Could it be Blake Nicholson or, you know, well, as, as a Well, because he's not here yet. Yeah. Right, right. Well, and that room is shoddy, so if he comes in and... But we know about the nine defensive tackles we have, and they're all good. I guess if maybe Gilbert Edmond turned into an impact player, that would be a surprise, wouldn't Don't it? Don't you think he's kind of... Uh, they're kind of counting on him to be? To some level, yeah. I mean, he's got to yeah. be one of the four. He's got to be somebody who gives you a breath, at least, and you don't have a huge drop-off. I'm not saying I'm moving the, the goalpost for him just yet. Again, we've seen it with some of the transfers here. We just got done talking about Greedy Vance. you got to get acclimated before you can start to take off. But, you know, he hasn't been lights out or anything like that so far. Yeah. I just think they felt comfortable moving on from a guy if he wanted to move on, and that's because they think they got the same player, but maybe slightly better. It's kind of funny to me. If McClendon goes to South Carolina which is w rumored, if that's where he ends up, you're like, really? So we took the better player from you and you got our backup. We just swapped players. We got Gilbert Edmond and you take him. That's nuts. They call that the Spider-Man trade. <laughs> uh, you know what we should do here since we're doing a little bit of it right now? I would call this allocation analysis like our friends at ISF. Oh, yes. Yeah, we are solving for the future. We are solving for the future, like my partners, collaborators, and dear friends at ISF. And let's do exactly that, my man. Put it up on the big board. What are you celebrating? What happened? Who I'm made celebrating ISF. That was not called. Oh, I thought, <laughs> legit. <laughs> I thought you were saying somebody made a putt. Adam Scott's at five under. Where the hell did that come from? He likes the course, plays well there. He's another one of those guys that's probably always going to play well there. Also, it's still the be most beautiful swing in golf. It's a dude who should have won more. He's won the Masters, for Christ's sake, so he's going to play well there. ISF doesn't care about Adam Scott. Well, I shouldn't do that. They may care deeply about Adam Scott, but I'm not aware of that, and that's not what we're talking about. We're looking at feasibility studies and allocation analysis, and I think it's important that, like ISF, as they analyze work streams for the Division of Communicable Diseases, that was quick and easy the way I said it. That was so well done. Lots of credit to me on that. Comunicable. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you're trying to assist the department in allocation of federal grant funds and increase its capacity of disease intervention. That's what ISF does. They're here for you to do that. But we're here to do that for Florida State football. Let's take a look. Let's take a look at that roster and talk about where we need to allocate some damn funds. It's us and Battles in, mm -hmm. looking at allocating some funds. Looking at the uh, P&L reports here, buddy. Mm. And the profit would be plays. And the L's, well, they're always losses, aren't That's they? correct. Losses. We want to have as many P's as we can possibly have to avoid the L's. So... I still think I would allocate something for a linebacker. I'd allocate a little something for a star difference maker at wide receiver. I like defensive end as the number one place 
just again, I want to have a second wave. I, I'm greedy here, and I think the place that you can afford to get greedy is in the trenches. And if you can have something close to a rotation at DN like you do at the interior, that just makes you so much stronger and impervious mm-hmm. to week to week drop offs. So I would go defensive end as my primary place. Over linebacker? Makes everybody better. Yep. Okay. If you could reduce the amount of snaps that Jared Verse has to be out there by 15 to 20 a game, and you don't have a drop-off, a, a huge drop-off, that is a weapon and a half. Briley, the reason that safety is not the number one problem is I do believe, I really do believe, that Shaheen Brown's going to have a good year. I think he's going to have a good season. They've been okay there. It hasn't, it hasn't been a disaster. They don't have a superstar there that you're all talking about and that we're all thinking can change games. It could be Shaheen. It could be. He's a candidate. Um, I'm not saying I would you know, ignore an elite safety in the portal, but I feel like, I mean, I, I just don't, I don't, we don't have depth nor elite talent at linebacker, so. We got some guys that just, just, you know, what they are. I wouldn't disagree. I just, I think you'd have to, you'd have to have an above and beyond player at linebacker for me to move that up to number one. Oh, well, yes. If uh, it's just a guy, then no, I'd I don't rather want get just, just the guy at, at defensive end. Uh, I agree with you. I'm not telling you that I just want another run-of-the-mill average linebacker. We got plenty. You don't need that at receiver. No. Could use a center. Hey, you know, if you just have a bona fide center. The thing about the receiver, though, is again, you have to you have to look at it through the lens of is he a punt returner? Because if he's an elite punt returner and an average receiver, I, I'm probably taking a good long look at it. Because we don't have anybody right now that's returning punts that we feel good about. I know. You know, could have used that Russo kid from last year. Yeah, he'll catch yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that kid. Would have been a nice stopgap. Just catch the ball. That's yeah, all we just need. Just go over there and catch it. I can trust you to do that, right? Yep. And he did. He, in practice every week, he was like, he's a catching Jesse. ISF, you want to do amazing things. You have big visions and goals for the future. You work hard. You want to see that agency moving forward. You got unique challenges you got to navigate. It's inherent with government operations. We know this. They've been helping government clients solve for the future for over four decades, over 80 unique clients all across the country, serving on over 1,500 projects, and they're right here in our backyard in Tallahassee, Florida, with their expertise willing to collaborate with you. ISF.com to learn more. Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's up, guys? Our next partner that you're going to hear from is Athletic Greens. You've heard me talk about Athletic Greens in the past. Happy to talk about them again. I take Athletic Greens every day, and I gave them a try because certainly I wanted more energy, sustained energy. I wanted to support my immune system. I don't like taking pills and vitamins per se. And I wanted something that tasted good, too. And the first time I tried it, I was very surprised. Uh, It had an appreciable effect on my energy levels. And also, uh, over time, you'll note that it it helps your skin. 
Your hair, your nails. I don't have a lot of hair, but if I did, I bet I could feel that. I bet I could tell. It's a comprehensive health uh, habit, and uh, it is a, a powerful one at that. AG1 is great for recovery. Uh, that's Athletic Greens. And uh, I, I take mine basically when I wake up every morning. I don't have to worry about it because you get all the nutrients that you want. It's the best way to ensure that you're going to get all of your vitamins. It's a carbon-neutral business, by the way, if that's important to you. It is to a lot of people, and that's good to know as well. I would also note that uh, it is a comprehensive solution to what you need from a supplement routine. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs right now with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Helps me out, guys, if you use that. Not financially, but it lets them know that you heard this ad on my show. And I do take it, and I am vouching for them because I enjoy their product. Athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Check it out. I think you'll note the difference in your life with a simple drink each and every morning to start your day. Athleticgreens.com slash JCS. The Jeff Cameron Show brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. show as we get set to wrap it up head over to Doke, watch some football baby i'm pumped about this it's gonna be fun today it'll be fun anytime you get to sit inside Doke and watch football it's a good day that's a damn fine day and they're paying us to do it Woo! it's a damn good beer huh all right you have the coffee clip for closers i must say damn, oh yeah. wow that's an old school well, clip. one of my favorites it's one of the best mm-hmm Hovland, seven under through 16. Shoffley, five under through 16. Scott, five under through 15. Your leaders atop the board. In the clubhouse, your leader is Shane Lowry at minus four. Good day for Shane. Good guy, too. John Rahm is still four under through 14. Brooks Kepka steady at four under as well. And here comes Sam Burns, Tom's guy. Yeah. Four under. I like Chris Kirk a lot. He's three under. I had him last week, but not this week. Thanks, Chris. Although Chris played well last week. Bet I do, Chris. <laughs> uh, not surprised to see old Keegan Bradley and Hideki Matsuyama. Now, Matsuyama obviously a two-under and a past champion, but uh, Keegan Bradley plays all right around here. The skeleton formerly known as Phil Mickelson is in the red figures. Really worried about him. Looks like damn death every time you look at him. He's so ashamed of himself as he should be. Two-under through nine. I know. Wayne had a cool buck fifty out here throwing a run. If this is the leaderboard you get me on a Saturday and a Sunday, though, this uh, is outstanding. Yeah, that would be fun, wouldn't it? Now, before we get to probables, I do want to tell you about uh, my boys at Power Mill. You got a a young tyke, little boy, little girl, softball, baseball, whatever it might be. You want to get the most out of their ability. They want to get the most out of their ability because who doesn't? Baseball and softball, hard games to play. But more fun to play when you know what you're doing. And that is what Power Mill training can help you do. Equip your players and motivate your athletes who are focused on baseball and softball with specific tools to reach their true potential. 
That's all we want for our kids in general. So I would suggest swinging on by over there and checking it out. Book a lesson, kind of get a, a, a feeling, a, a workout with them. They'll analyze your swing, and we'll go from there. It's not golf. It's baseball or softball, power mill. And they are, of course, our friends sponsoring Probables. So if you would, sir, cue it up. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, Probables? Red Sox lead the Tigers 6-3. to three. They're probably glad they're not playing the Pirates who swept their ass. Chris Sale started today for the Red Sox. Spencer Turnbull started for the Tigers. Toronto leads Kansas City 3 to nothing. They're in the third. That is Kevin Gossman and Jordan Lyles. Lyles, formerly a Pirate, where he sucked. San Francisco 4, White Sox 2 in the second. High scoring, Alex Wood, Lance Lynn. Nats, Rockies, Josiah Gray, Kyle Freeland, Padres, Braves, Blake Snell, Spencer Strider. Dodgers, D-backs, Dustin May, Merrill Kelly. Marlins, Mets got rained out. Mets home opener off the books. And it didn't rain. What happened? They were scared of the thought of the rain. So they'll play tomorrow. Dumb. Edward Cabrera, Tyler McGill will start when they play tomorrow. Reds, Phillies got postponed as well. Hunter Green, Zach Wheeler. Phillies going for just their second win of the year. Yankees, Orioles also postponed. Clark Schmidt. (laughs) Dean Creamer. Going for the Orioles, and that is a look at those that sh- stop it. Shall reside on the bump. What do we have left? Am I supposed to say goodbye? A minute and a half. Minute and a half. Uh, He's got to come back to earth, right? The scoring out here at Augusta. It's got to. When the rain and the cold comes, perhaps that is exactly what will happen. But we got, golly, you got three guys at five under, one at eight under. Cam Young is eight under? That can't be right. No, no. That's wrong. Yeah, they screwed it up. When they, when ESPN, I found a flaw. When, they, when somebody birdies, it doubles whatever their number is. So he was at minus four. It went to minus eight, and then it temporarily sat there for five seconds. It went back down to minus four. Minus four is accurate. Yes. Yeah. It just doubles what they say they are. So Tiger birdied 15 and 16. There we go, LT Gray. He's got a 18-20 footer to get back to even par. So here's the pressure, though. Now think about this. Because if you're just now getting out there and you're on number four, you're on number five, like Rory McIlroy and like Dustin Johnson and like Tony Finau and Tommy Fleetwood, uh, guys who have high aspirations at this tournament, Sung JM, you name it, right? You, you're looking around, and you're seeing a minus 7, a minus 5, a minus 5, a minus 5, and four others at minus 4 with time to play on the course, and birdie holes await. Yep. You're saying, okay, I may not lose this tournament today, but I may play my way to where, you know, I got it. At best, I'm a top 10 because I'm going to be 10 strokes back if I don't start birdieing some holes. Dominant from John Rahm. Double bogey the first. He's 5 under for the tournament. 7 under since then. Too bad that double counts. Good work, sir. Thank you, Matthew. Be well, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace.